Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, perhaps you're aware that uh, Calgary has um, taken the floor out of the water. I guess what it has been about five years now since we did so. And this is a debate that's been uh, raging in Calgary for a long time. Is it time to let it go? regardless of where you stand, or was taking the fluoride out of the water a mistake and something that does need to be reviewed? Now, of course, there was a study recently that suggested that uh, Edmonton, which still has water fluoridation, has far fewer cavities, much lower rate of cavities uh, amongst uh, children than does Calgary, which no longer has fluoride in the water. Uh, certainly, I think what the research has shown on fluoride is that it is both safe and effective, and it makes sense. Now, maybe there were some cost arguments uh, regarding the, the infrastructure around our water supply and maintaining that or upgrading that uh, to keep up the fluoridation. Uh, three city councillors, though, want to revisit the question. That maybe it was a mistake to take the fluoride out of the water. Maybe we should reconsider uh, one of them is Ward 13's Diane Collier-Carton. She joins us on the line here this afternoon. Good afternoon, Diane. Uh, hi, Rob. Thanks for talking about this again. Well, yeah, again, I guess that's the key word, isn't it? Talked about it many times uh, here and uh, certainly uh, in the city uh, over the last several years. But uh, wh- why do you think it needs to, to be on the table yet again? Well, I recall in uh, in the last election uh, in 2013, uh, we had just removed the fluoride the year before, I believe, and uh, being the only healthcare professional on council, uh, I took a lot of heat at the door saying, why did you vote to take it out, for heaven's sakes? And uh, so I made the commitment that I would meet with Dr. Richard Musto if I got elected again, and we did that within a month of, of the election results. And... Uh, I said, you know what, Richard, the problem is, is that we don't have a comparative analysis to see whether that was a good decision or not. So is it possible to have, you know, a research analysis done on the decision that we made? And that's what resulted to a certain extent in the McLaren report. So um, then for the last six, seven months since that report came out, um, Councillor DeMong and Poopmans and myself have been meeting to try to determine how, you know, how do we just ignore that study, which is sort of impossible to ignore. Uh, and I think the other aspect of it is it's really a challenge when you have politicians making public health policy decisions because, um, you know, they they have their personal opinions about this as do the citizens of calgary so um that's why we ended up sort of taking the approach that we have this Mm go-round well again and look calgarians have voted numerous times on this but um there there were two plebiscites in a row where calgarians approved 
adding fluoride to the city's drinking water. Yet the decision was made in 2011 to remove fluoride from the water. So why did why was that decision made in 2011? Well, I you know um, you know I have to look in the mirror at myself on this one as well and say uh, you know I. We didn't hear from professionals on this when we debated it. It was a notice of motion that came forward, and we just amongst ourselves debated it. Mm-hmm. And there was, the vote was there. And so um, I think we can do better. I, uh, um, you know, uh, we um, we really, you know, do- absolutely Dr. Richard Muster was an advocate, right? So. Sure. Part of what we want to do here is we've selected the O'Brien Institute for Public Policy that are a scientific review body that are very credible, not only in Canada, but North America. And they have agreed to um, take this on, take this project on. And um, I know the three of us are, you know, we're starting to get articles being sent to us on the pro and the con side, you know, from across the world. And so we're, we're sending all of these studies uh, that have been done and research that supposedly is expert research being done um, to really thorough, do a thorough and sifting review of all of the research that's out there now. What they'll do is then uh, report back directly to council as experts and uh, with their findings and what their recommendations are. So I, I believe that when new information comes forward, um, that politicians have a duty of care to be open-minded and, um, you know, to be persuaded, if the evidence is there, to uh, make a different decision. Okay, so you're not saying, look, tomorrow we start adding fluoride, but you're saying we need to, to look at the evidence. This needs to be uh, studied. Yeah. yeah, because, you know what, I also think that when, when um, Dr. Galley with the O'Brien Institute, when he goes away and does this work with his team, uh, and presents the report and the findings and the recommendations. It'll also be helpful for Calgarians to be as well informed on this, on this public policy piece as they absolutely can be. Um, when you hear from the Alexander Center, and I mean, it's not to me, it's not a money issue. Um, yeah, we gave them what seven hundred thousand dollars when we took wa- uh, the fluoride out to help them with low-income kids uh, with their dental care and whatnot, but. They are, you know, they're saying that they're totally overwhelmed, that that money isn't even, uh, you know, touching the problem at all. They're seeing a dramatic increase in the number of dental caries. Um, You know, when you have people losing their jobs, they lose their benefits. Um, When you're trying to put food on the table, you're not really thinking about dental care of our kids. So, um, so I... um, I, I, I think it'll be a really interesting conversation and, and, and a good one for Calgarians to revisit again. What, what kind of a timeline do you envision here on this, then? I, um, we asked them if they could get this work done by the end of the year. We, we want them to come back before uh, council um, recesses for this year. And depending on what the outcome is of that vote... Um, then um, what we would see, if, it, if, if it's status quo, like we're not adding it back, then I would anticipate that based on the evidence, and if the evidence says add it back and council votes no, I would see that probably an interested group of citizens will, um, through petition, uh, have it added to the ballot as a plebiscite. 
knowing full well, again, that plebiscites aren't compelling, right? Mm-hmm. It's always been, when it's been there, it's been pretty well 50-50, uh, the, 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 the citizens' response. Uh, and, and, and council's not compelled by, by plebiscites, as you know, Rob. So, um, but, you know, um, then it becomes an elect- election issue, and at the door, you're going to have to defend your position as, an ele- uh, as someone running for council. Uh, so, but it is possible that we might have yet another plebiscite on the matter. I think it all depends on how council votes on this in December. Mm-hmm. And I gave up my crystal ball several <laughs> years ago on on predicting what could happen here in yeah, this no, situation. But, but you know, um, we really stayed under the radar with this. We didn't want to politicize and and get the media rolling and 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 think we were grandstanding on this. So our, we've had lots of communication over the past ten days with our colleagues, letting them know what we were doing. Um, and, um, you know, turning it over to the O'Brien Institute and uh, let the chips fall where they may. Do you, do you have any understanding of what costs might be involved? If, if City Council says, yeah, we should be adding fluoride to the water, it was a mistake to stop, Does it? how much would it cost, do you know, to, to resume? Uh, uh, what's the societal cost? Uh, what's the cost of, uh, of uh, children... Um, low-income children not having access to this kind of care, so there's a whole social societal cost. Well, fair uh, enough. What, right. We can what, we can compare the two, sure. Yeah, yeah. And what's the what's the city cost to put it in? About a million bucks, as far as I as far as I know. Yeah, okay. Like a one-time. Yeah, yeah and uh, and it's it's not as if you have to revamp infrastructure. It's. You know, the details of that are in my notice of motion, which we've tweeted out, and I think which you probably have a copy of as well, Rob. Would it also make sense? I mean, if, okay, so let's say we're we're dealing with a million-dollar price tag to to put fluoride back in the water, and and I'm supportive of the idea, but could we also look at saying, well, could we use a million dollars and could we find other ways of targeting maybe, you know, low-income Calgarians uh, and finding other ways of of helping them with with dental care right? i mean are there yeah, other yeah. ways we could address the problem yeah yeah absolutely and that's why you should have councillor putman's on because there's two motions going forward on fluoride uh and his motion and the one he asked me to sign is on that very subject like let's do a review here of uh you know the services or support uh resources that are out there for low-income kids and their families um and uh, what role does the province have Mm-hmm. Um, and and how are we going to meet the need, you know, as a duty of care to our citizens? So uh, so they're they're hand they're hand in glove in a way. All right. Well, we'll see what happens, uh, Diane. We'll leave it there. Appreciate it as always. Thanks for making some time for us here today. You bet. Thank you very much. Bye. All right. Uh, there she is, Dan Collier Card Ward Thirteen. So uh, three councillors uh, bringing this this motion back. Say, let's look at the evidence. What's happened in Calgary since we got rid of the fluoride? And what does the evidence tell us about water fluoridation? Those seem like reasonable questions to ask. Because maybe it was a mistake to remove it in 2011, as they did. Uh, certainly there wasn't a, a specific mandate to do so. Uh, 1989, Calgarians voted to add fluoride to the drinking water. 1999, yet again, Calgarians voted in favor of fluoridation. And yet 12 years later, city council decides, yeah, we're going to get rid of it. So why should it ever be off the table? I mean, we've got plebiscites on this issue going all the way back to 1957.
Though I don't know that the book was ever closed on this or whether it ever should be for that matter. Uh, I wonder, though, if we are headed for another plebiscite on this issue, that'll be up to, to the citizenry on, on either side. If city council decides to, to add it, I suppose opponents could, could organize uh, another vote on the matter. So here we go again. Uh, another fluoride conversation, another debate here in the city of Calgary, 974-8255. Quick break here. We'll come back. Uh, your thoughts after this. Welcome back. Uh, by the way, there was a review published last year in Cochrane, not the town of Cochrane, the scientific journal Cochrane, a fairly prestigious uh, scientific journal. So this was a review of uh, all the studies. Uh, and what did they find? Well, it says, our review found that water fluoridation is effective at reducing levels of tooth decay among children. Introduction of water fluoridation resulted in children having 35% fewer decayed, missing, and filled baby teeth and 26% fewer decayed, missing, and filled uh, permanent teeth. Found that fluoridation led to a 15% increase in children with uh, no decay in their baby teeth and a 14% increase in children with no decay in their permanent teeth. We found insufficient information about the effects of stopping water fluoridation. We found insufficient information to determine whether fluoridation reduces differences in tooth decay levels between children from poor and more affluent backgrounds. Overall, the results of this study suggest that where fluoride level in the water is 0.7 ppm, there's a chance of around 12% of people having dental fluorosis that may cause concern about uh, how their teeth look. So uh, a review of the evidence published uh, last year, finds that water fluoridation is effective. Are there other ways uh, of trying to address that? That was uh, what was proposed in 2011. That the fluoride would be taken out, there would be some financial savings, that that money would be directed to uh, other programs to help low-income Calgarians deal with dental care. So why not review whether or not that's been working? I think that's going to be part of this. What does the evidence tell us about fluoridation? What does the evidence tell us about the experience of the last five years here in this city? Let's go to the phones. Uh, Sammy has called in. Hi, Sammy. Uh, yes, good afternoon. Uh, not only Edmonton, with a population of almost a million, are enjoying fluoridization in their water, which is extremely uh, preventing the cavities and other uh, dental disease, but also uh, in Alberta we have other cities such as Lethbridge and also nationally uh, Vancouver, Toronto, two, one of the two largest cities in, in, in Canada are the same. And uh, to answer to your question that she kind of uh, didn't want to answer, which was amazing, uh, I usually don't agree with her, but this is one topic that I 100% agree with Diana, that not only this should be reviewed, uh, but also if the council decide not to approve it, definitely it has to go to the next year's uh, election. And the answer to your question is there were about 100 people who were vigorously and extremely against this f whole notion. Uh, they forced the council in 2011, back in 2011, that this is causing mental disease, mental problem, and bunch of nonsense was coming from that small, small group. Once again, there were no more than 100 people. Uh, and you just imagine in a city with a population of 1.2 million, 100 people could be so effective 
and so powerful that forced the council uh, with a vote of 10 to 4 or 11 to 4, something like that, they can uh, change this very important health factor in our society is overwhelming as, and is mind-boggling, Rob. It's just insane that they could have uh, convinced this city council to change without going to the public. It's unbelievable. I mean, uh, you know, if this was a mental issue, then the entire Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton, Lethbridge combined should all be um, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And, that, and that's, you know, that's the other thing with this, Sammy. Right now we can compare. We've got cities that, that have continued fluoridation. We've got a, a major city here in Calgary that has stopped. Let's compare. We've already got some evidence uh, about the, the differences in cavities. But you're right. If there are these other supposed negative effects, that result from fluoridation, then those are going to show up in Edmonton and, and not going to show up here. But, but we don't see that. And also, also to her credit that she is one of the three councils that is uh, championing to bring this back, I give her so much credit. I never gave this lady any credit in the past because I felt she is always extremely, uh, you know, uh, to the right. But this is something that uh, I really give her so much credit. Good for her that she wants to uh, really uh, revisit this issue. And uh, the cost of not having fluoridization in our city water is probably a million times worse than having it because those who were against this they are coming with just this theory that this could be causing uh, a problem to our mental health and when uh, we see worldwide uh, cities like London, like Paris, like Frankfurt they're all using it uh, and uh, I'm just using a few examples I'm sure in many other uh, parts of the world this is a regular practice and why in Calgary this should have stopped and why public was not being consulted and why the council decided on their own to make a decision on behalf of 1.2 and now we have 1.3 million population. It just makes no sense. This is not democracy. This is dictatorship, in my personal opinion. All right. Well said, Sammy. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, I don't know that every single question should be put to a plumbist side. I mean, city council is going to have to to vote and make decisions on matters. So I I understand that. Is something like fluoridation a a bigger issue? Should it be put to a plumbist side? Should it continually be put to a plumbist side? The last one we had was in favor of fluoridation. The one before that was in favor of fluoridation. And we haven't had one since, but the fluoride's gone. So I, I think it's totally fair to, to review it. Let's see what uh, Fred has to say. Fred, go ahead. Yeah, uh, thanks. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, about to argue about the science of it, uh, reducing cavities. I think that's uh, pretty well established. Okay. The question is, does everybody in the city deserve to have this stuff in your water? You know, uh, if you don't like it, you're going to get it. Well, I mean, you can get filters uh, that remove the fluoride well, from the water. You're just transferring the cost of, of uh, the ones that w- uh, want it. They can go out and get it, you know. It's readily available. Just well, the same, the same cuts the other way, that uh, if we take the fluoride out and you say we well, can go get stuff on your own, then you're transferring the cost to, to those people too, aren't you? Well, no. It's like if you like uh, ketchup on your hamburger, you go buy ketchup. You know, and well, so, I do like ketchup. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm just saying, 
why does it uh, why would it uh, be transferred to everybody when everybody doesn't agree with it and for this guy to say there's a hundred people that oppose it he's full of it he doesn't know that there's only a hundred it's just well the last thing we have to go on is the last vote that took place and calgarians voted in favor of fluoride so well but he said there was a hundred against it where does he come up with that? That's I think he was referring to the people that uh, that, that spoke at some of the, uh, the the hearings on the matter, yeah, but the that consultations. Mean there's the only a hundred okay. against it, Rob. All right, fair enough. I, I don't know how many people are against it, Fred. I know you no. are. I appreciate the phone call. Let's uh, squeeze one more in here before the bottom of the hour. We get Barry on the line next. Barry, go ahead. Hi, Rob. How you doing? Good. Um, so, so from I heard that you know one of the main reasons that it was taken out was really a cost based. Um, analysis, as you mentioned earlier, you know, at the end of the day, we're talking about 75, 80 cents a person um, mm-hmm. on, on a cost. But if you look at the cost savings uh, in terms of dental work, um, you know, and that should be made available to everybody. I think you also mentioned the fact that the money was supposed to be earmarked to lower uh, income residents to try yeah. to supplement. That's what was said at the time. So the money was um, being spent anyway. Yeah, Sure. But but at the end of the day, just because I can afford to, to take my kids to the dentist and pay for full services doesn't mean... I should not be entitled to the opportunity of having them have less cavities. Um, you know, exactly. Why is that only a, a lower income initiative? I think it should be for the whole citizenry uh, of Calgary. And for 80 cents a person at the end of the day, um, there's no reason why it should have been taken out. All right. Well said, Barry. Appreciate the phone call. You got last word here. We got a break for the bottom of the hour. When we come back after the one thirty news, Donna Kennedy Glanz is throwing her hat in the ring in the PC leadership race. We'll find out why. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.